morning and welcome. It's that time once again. The Patriot Radio News Hour coming to you live from the hole-in-the-ceiling studios in beautiful, and I mean beautiful, Deer Valley, Arizona. It's that time of year where we get to brag. I, mean, I think the high is like 91. And this morning as I was coming to work, this is how, you know, it just happens here. You become wussified to the weather. I got in my car to drive to work this morning, and I actually turned the heater on. And it was probably, you know, I don't know, in in the 60s, maybe even the 70s by then. And I had to have the heater on because I was freezing to death. This is when all of us uh, start wearing long pants and jackets because it's going to be, you know, 80 degrees at 9 o'clock or 85 degrees at 9 o'clock tonight. And... We we sit here and and this is the one to you know what we I got I was walking yesterday and I tried to you know that's what I do to try to you know not be as fat as I am and I've been walking around and this morning I woke up and I had all these bug bites we have we only have bugs here in Arizona for a brief time right when it cools down there there's that about thirty day window where where you get these and uh, and these probably in most states wouldn't even qualify as bugs because <laughs> you don't even see them here they're that little but nonetheless uh i've been itching my legs all the morning this morning but it is great finally it seemed like this summer that was never going to end it was it was one of the worst ones and i've been here a long time i've been in the valley for about 30 years and this was one of the longest hottest humid summer so uh the cool weather is finally here here and we are all rejoicing all of you snowbirds come on down now Time to come. you can all come back the weather is fine our toll-free number 800-951-0592 the physical delivery of wealth insurance and it is just an incredible time Really, for anybody that's looking to add to their portfolio, because let's face it, we you put it away and you, you hope you never have to use it. Right? I mean, really, that's the ultimate goal. Wouldn't it be great if you put it away and they actually really, truly did know what they were doing and everything worked out wonderful and all of a sudden the deficits turned into surpluses and, and the balance sheet got all reduced back down to nothing and it just worked out wonderful. Everybody is making plenty of money and all of those things, but history tells us that's not what happens when you have fiat money. Matter of fact, that's never what happens when it comes to fiat money, but that's where we come in. Uh, The website at allamericangold.com, all the articles, the videos, you can shop online, uh, read read about our medals program, all of those great things all available to you. I've got a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, The president's tax proposal, matter of fact, that's that's really why gold was down the last two days. This is all anticipation of the big tax proposal. Uh, It's supposed to be out this afternoon, but apparently it's been leaked. Uh, Again, this is kind of status quo for the Trump administration, somebody leaking everything. But what I'm told is it's nine pages. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great? If we could solve all of our tax problems in nine pages, of course, I guess that's an improvement. The first time they released something, it was five paragraphs. Uh, This one was nine pages. 
we'll go over at least uh, what little detail there is, because there wasn't really a lot. Uh, no details on what it was going to cost. Uh, no details on uh, the um, the size of the cuts, just some general uh, parameters. Uh, no 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 details as to how much it's going to add to the federal deficit, uh, and really no details other than, um, you know, hey, we want to do this and that, and there's two deductions that look like are the prime targets. Uh, so we'll share all of that with you yesterday. Remember, while we were on the air, Janet Yellen started to talk. And today we're going to recap that. Something very, very interesting I don't recall in the what is it, 14 years I've been doing this, I don't recall anything quite like what she did yesterday. I, I would call it unprecedented, uh, but it was very interesting, the spin uh, that the, the debt markets put on it. Because really, when you talk about Janet Yellen, what is she... You know, obviously she's supposed to be the protector of the dollar, but really what we know now is she's the the protector of the debt markets. We'll share all of those comments with you, and then we had uh, more news out of the housing market, uh, and 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 we'll go over those details. And, and of course, as as you know, if you've listened to me at, at any length, you know already it wasn't good, uh, not not very good at all. And now they're saying. Uh, the even the the realtors are saying now the housing market has stalled. Uh, so we got a lot to cover. So we've got the tax framework. Uh, we've got Janet Yellen. Uh, we we've got the state of the housing market, and hopefully I'll get to and I didn't get to it yesterday. Uh, what what's going on with uh, the Mexican auto worker and how we have any chance of competing there, and then commercial real estate. So you kind of think about there's two real estate markets in this country, right? There's the housing real estate market, and then there's the commercial real estate market. Uh, one of CNBC's favorites, uh, he's on there like, it seems like every week, uh, Sam Zell, he, he is a, you know, and he's on there because, let's face it, he's made his, his fortune, his billions in the real estate market. Uh, very interesting comments coming out of there as well. So we got a lot of ground to cover. Patriot Radio News Hour. I hope everybody's enjoying the great weather. And we'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Yesterday we we ran a special yesterday that we had never done before, where you had a fractional gold piece, the $10 Liberty gold piece, where, where, where it was below spot. And, and, and spot's down $10 from, from yesterday. I have 30 of these that I had, the special we ran yesterday, we had 30, 30 of them left. So what I did for today, uh, yesterday, if you remember, we had the $10 Liberty gold piece. Those are the old ones, right? 1866 to 1907. Why do we like the old ones over the new ones? Well, two reasons. Number one, right now they're less. <laughs> Who doesn't like less? Everyone likes it when they're less. Plus the fact that the government has given
given them the collectible label. Now, all of that really means is because they don't consider it to be bullion, two things. Number one, you can't put older gold into your IRA. The government only allows for the the things that they deem to be bullion to be put in there, right? So gold eagles, bars, you can put Maple Leafs in there, you can put Krugerrands in there. The, the other one is because when they confiscated gold in 1933, when they took it from the citizenry, you know, they paid, uh, if, if you had two $10 gold pieces in 1933, you had to, when they reopened the banks, you had to take that, those two $10 gold pieces, you had to take them to the bank, and they were going to give you $20.67 in paper and coin, right? $20.67. The only gold, and then, of course, 90 days after they took it all, they repriced gold to $35. So anybody who was able to avoid having to turn in all of their gold benefited immensely. The only type of gold that Americans were allowed to keep was coins deemed to be collectibles. So that was their little loophole for their rich friends, because they knew what they were going to do, right? And then it was illegal. Most people don't know this, and and it's fascinating uh, how many people don't know this. You could not own gold in the United States from 1933 to 1971. It was illegal. So the only ones that ever had any were the ones that had the collectible stuff. And then when they decided to get back into the gold mining or gold minting business, right, and having the mint produce gold and silver coins again, they said all the old gold that remained. And the reason why they said that remained is because they melted the, the vast majority of it down, right? They, 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 they melted down millions of and $10 liberties and saints and Indians. That is the gold that allegedly is at Fort Knox, right? When we've talked about that story, they left the impurities in it and all that other stuff. And they said anything that remained, in other words, if it wasn't in the country, they didn't melt it down. So if it was sitting in France or England or Germany or wherever it was, and and that, that was the money of the day. That was what was remaining. So any of that re, what that remained, any of the old U.S. minted material that remained was classified as a collectible. Part of the same reason that it's not allowed in the IRAs, right? If they confiscate gold again, unfortunately, logically, those of us that have a precious metals IRA, they'll go get it. I mean, they'll pay us for it, but they're going to go get it. And and so it's one of the reasons. Now, does that mean if we get to the point that the government says, you know what, we need all the gold back, right? The dollar is worthless. The, 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 the change over to the electronic 
currency credit system, which I believe is coming, isn't going well, and and we need to get we need to get uh, gold in the vaults to to give us. Uh, I guess to validate what it is we're trying to do, right? Because by then the deficits are going to be 40, 50, who knows, $100 trillion. Does that mean that we're going to be able to keep the older gold, right, the ones that are collectible? We don't know that, right? With a stroke of a pen, the government can do what it wants. However, history is on our side, so we, we, we like it for that reason. So you got a couple of things working for you. It's cheaper, right? Right now, the older gold, cheaper than the newer gold. You can buy it, sell it, trade it, and not have to worry about 1099s, right? That's always a great thing. And then, hey, there's a chance if the government confiscates gold, you'll be able to keep it. Right? Doesn't mean. Are we certain that that's going to be the case? Of course not. With a stroke of a pen, the government does what it wants. But those are the reasons why we do it this way, and why we love the older gold. And so today, yesterday, we ran a ten-dollar Liberty gold piece with ten silver tops. Right, our ten-ten package, and it was six hundred and sixty dollars. And and the dimes, the melt value of the dimes was was twelve bucks. So you paid six hundred and forty eight dollars for the gold piece, got the silver at, at melt. So today, same special, the ten ten special, but instead of six sixty, it'll be six fifty uh, because gold is down ten. Silver's really not down at all. Silver's down, not down at actually. Silver's now positive. Uh, at sixteen eighty two, so you're going to get even a better value today. Uh, by the way, gold's down eleven at uh, twelve hundred eighty seven dollars, uh, but still that puts that ten dollar gold piece below spot again. But I only have thirty packages left. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You're going to get eleven pieces in all. Uh, ten of the silver dimes, right? That's your loaf of bread, right? That's your, you know, hey, I'm going to get three or four gallons of milk-type stuff. Maybe I'm going to get some eggs from the farmer. Uh, and then the $10 gold piece, right? Hey, I'm going to buy a chicken coop, right? So I can buy, right? I can have uh, and get some chickens to go along with it so I can have my own eggs, or maybe you're going to get a generator or whatever it may be. Uh, and then, of course, uh, because of the price today, it's also great to just put it away and say, hey, I think it's going to be that gradual stuff that Joe keeps hoping for, a gradual decline. I hope I don't have to use it as money, uh, but either way, I'm going to get some great protection. Uh, the 1010 package, 650 bucks at 800-951-0592. So let's start with the retail reports. Today, it was pending home sales. Pending home sales fell for the fifth time in six months. Right, this is a a, a blip that's now turned into the trend. Uh, down 2.6 percent in August compared to July. The fifth drop in six months. The National Association of Realtors uh, so-called pending home sales index is now down year over year. So now we've got the trend where 
According to the National Association of Realtors, home sales, we're going to sell less homes this year than we are than we did last year. Matter of fact, this number was the worst number since all the way back to January of 2016. So it's almost a two-year low here. It was another, uh, another month of declining contract activity. By the way, just so you know, mortgage applications now that's a little different number because mortgage applications could be a purchase or a refinance down 20 percent year over year down 20 percent a lot of that you know janet yellen and all of her wisdom raising the rates uh we'll get to that in a minute but but kind of a double whammy because mortgage applications came out today as well uh, they, they continue to say many would-be buyers still out on the market because they can't find a home that they can buy and actually afford. They say the housing market has essentially stalled, lowering their full-year forecast to less than the pace in 2016. They said supply and, av- and affordability headwinds were the problem. Here's the one thing that was interesting. They always say what the supply was. You know, uh, like yesterday, new homes have 6.1 months supply. This report, I can't find it anywhere. I'm sure it's out there. I'll, I'll try to get it uh, during the break. But they didn't say what the supply was, which kind of leads me to believe there's maybe more out there than they want you to know about. But here's the problem. What is out there, nobody can afford. And so now they're saying, uh, by the way, home sales... Uh, pending home sales down in every region of the country, uh, the the Northeast, the South, the Midwest, and the West. Uh, that's the first time all year where all four regions of the com- uh, of the country were reporting uh, negative pending home sales, and uh, it's just one of those things as we continue to watch. You know, you start trying to surmise where is this heading. You know, and you've got falling home sales, the car sales, which are a mess. And and then Janet Yellen yesterday, she gave a, a big speech yesterday that really was very, very interesting. The first part of the speech, they were calling it very bullish, very hawkish, as Janet Yellen was saying, hey, we're going to raise rates, right? We're reiterating the, you know, the December rate hike and, and the three more in 2018, right? That's kind of the the thought process. That's the best case scenario. And then the second half of the speech, everything changed. And I'm just going to share, this is out of the USA Today. Here's a recap of that part of the speech. Janet Yellen conceded yesterday that inflation may be weaker than the federal officials had had anticipated, a development that could lead to a more gradual rise in interest rates. And remember, she started the first part of the speech with the I'll call it the company line, the tough talk line. She said, while several Fed policymakers, and matter of fact, we we talked about two of them yesterday, 
have raised the possibility of not raising rates. Yellen's remarks represented her most detailed and explicit acknowledgement that the the Fed may have been too confident in its long-term view that inflation would pick up soon and move towards its 2% target. And really, that means growth for them. And if they were too confident about inflation, they were too confident about jobs, they were too confident about the strength of the, of, of the, of the economy. My colleagues and I may have misjudged the strength of the labor market. Listen, Janet, call, my, call me, 800-951-0592, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you all the details. I've got them. Now you can go out to my website. I still got the blog. I'm waiting for you to read it. Right? Your great jobs market is nothing more than a bunch of people working part-time. Now, it wasn't just her. Her colleagues were involved as well. They say that I may have misjudged the strength of the labor market, the degree to which longer-run inflation expectations are consistent with our inflation objective or even the fundamental forces driving inflation. That's a mouthful. We'll talk about what she meant by that when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. President Donald Trump's now famous speech in Poland in July was brilliant not only for what Trump said, but where he said it. It's no accident that President Trump chose Poland as the place for his powerful speech about civilization, culture, and borders. At key points in world history, the Polish nation has been on the front line of the never-ending battle against barbarism. Surviving members of the greatest generation will remember how Poland was divided and dismembered by Hitler and Stalin following their non-aggression pact of August 23, 1939. Hitler crossed Poland's borders from the west, while Stalin invaded from the east, starting a new world war in Europe. Trump hearkened back to the valiant effort by the Polish Home Army to revolt against the Nazi occupation of 1944, which ended with the Nazis mercilessly destroying Warsaw. That uprising followed several years after the Katyn Forest Massacre, in which the Soviet secret police rounded up and executed 22,000 Polish reserve officers, including doctors, lawyers, and other educated professionals. Even after the defeat of Hitler's Germany in 1945, Poland remained under Soviet domination for another 45 years. Poland threw off the communist yoke in 1989, inspired by its native son, Pope John Paul II, who outmaneuvered official atheism to celebrate 1,000 years of Christianity in his homeland. Where are you going, Europe? Get off your knees, get out of your lethargy, otherwise you will be crying every day for your children. Those were not the words of President Trump last July, though they certainly could have been. Instead, that quotation was from the conservative Polish Prime Minister, who in May responded to threats by the European Union to fine her country if she didn't accept more refugees. Prime Minister Beata Szydło properly stood up against what she called blackmail, 
and the Czech Republic, Hungary, and Slovakia have also taken strong stances against opening their borders to migration. We might soon recall this year as the most recent in Poland's integral part in the story of defending Western civilization and Judeo-Christian values. 2017 marks 50 years of the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, mailed, broadcast, and posted online to millions of Americans eager to follow her traditional conservative perspective. We continue that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com, archiving the past, addressing today's key issues, and staying alert for the future. So bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, the Radio News Hour. Welcome back. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. I'll tell you what. Man, doing business in America has gotten hard. It really, really has. It, it's amazing. Wendy's, uh, Wendy didn't even work today, but she came in. We've been, uh, you, and I think you guys will remember the story. Sprint got out of the 800 business and the long distance. They were... They were the ones that had our 800 number and, and our, you know, all the, when you call the 800 number, right, it's free to call it for you. I pay for it, right? right? So, but Sprint was the one that sent me the bill. And so we made arrangements, uh, long story short, made arrangements to transfer it, and it's been a nightmare uh, ever since. And we're just trying to figure out which phone company has which numbers and, Oh, I tell you what, the the I'll just give you an example. The eight hundred number with one of the companies that we're using, it's twelve dollars and fifty cents plus taxes. Plus, you know, the charges that I incur. The the total monthly bill just for the the, the long distance was like seventy five dollars. And seventy five and change, you know. Somewhere, in, and it always is between seventy and eighty dollars. The taxes of that are like forty-three bucks. So seventy-five of the seventy-five dollars, forty-three dollars of it is taxes. I mean, it's it's just crazy. And of course, we're talking about is Trump and his tax cuts. We're going to get to that in a minute. I apologize. Just Wendy and I were talking over the break because uh, we're trying to figure all of this out, uh, but. Janet Yellen yesterday, like I said, I've never seen anything like it. The first part of her speech, it was a stump speech, if you will. We're the Federal Reserve. Everything's great. Inflation's going to pick up. It's just around the corner. Rate hikes are on schedule. That was the interpretation that I was getting. Right, and I was watching the headlines and all of that stuff. And you'll remember, gold was like thirteen hundred bucks, right? And then it fell another six dollars during the break. That was why. Of course, the part why it was down to begin with still was all really Donald Trump and, and the taxes. But but neither here nor there, the speech took a turn. My colleagues and I may have misjudged the strength of the labor market. The degree to which longer-run inflation expectations are consistent with our inflation objective or even the fundamental forces driving inflation. I've talked to you about the Phillips curve several times. right? And really, and I'm going to break it down into very simple terms. 
Phillips was a, you know, he was an economist. He was a book guy. I'm sure very, very brilliant. The thing that he is most known for, and this was in the 40s, by the way, the thing that he was most known for was the correlation between the jobs market, wages, and inflation. And really, you know, common sense would say, hey, a really strong jobs market probably would lead to employers having to pay people more money, which would lead employers to have to charge more money, right? I mean, you see what I'm saying. Right? Hey, if i got to pay more for my workers, then I've got to charge whoever, whatever it is I'm doing, whether I'm an electrician or I'm a car builder, i got to charge more. Right? And so there was this correlation that the Fed has lived by. And we talked about how the Federal Reserve in their, in their great academia says that full employment is anything below 5%. And, and in their mind, they don't even believe that inflation or unemployment can really get below four. Because they say, you know, 1% of the people don't want to work at all. Right? They're just there collecting their check. And the other 3%, which they view as normal job hopping, or, hey, a hurricane hit, or, they, you know, they got all that stuff factored in. And so for the first time... And, and they've been hinting at it, but she really just said it. Hey, it's not working. right? We, we're telling you the unemployment rate's 4.4, 4.3. And matter of fact, they're now predicting 4.1. I, I can't wait till it gets into the three and to see what they say. Because according to them, that wasn't even really possible. She said in prepared remarks, she was at a meeting of the National Association for Business Economics. It was actually in Cleveland. I thought it was in Michigan. It was in Cleveland. So another mistake that I've made. She also added, downward pressures on inflation could prove to be unexpectedly persistent. I'm going to say it, and I've said it I don't know how many times. We are heading down the same path that the Japanese have already been down. The debts are enormous. It's had a pronounced effect on our ability to be producers. And now we're in this no growth. And they say there's no inflation. There's no business inflation. In other words, the inflation that they care about. Because we know if you live, if anybody lives on a fixed income, I can promise you they know exactly what the rate of inflation is. If inflation remained sluggish, that would naturally result in a policy path that is somewhat easier than what we now anticipate. So again, Janet Yellen kind of going by my philosophy. I don't. I don't see it happening. But the. But anyway, I just thought that was. It was just something that I'd never seen before. Where she started off the speech like, "Hey, 
nope, we're back on and everything's great. And then she just took a 180 and said, hey, you know what, we're probably wrong on this. It's not going to happen and look for easier policy ahead. That's a very bullish, longer-term thing for gold. Really bullish. Here's the problem. That's not good news for America. You know, and we, we're looking at the, the the tax policy here. This is it. I mean, this is the last lifeline. I don't know what happens after this. Talking about uh, the tax cuts and can they happen and will they happen, will they not happen. Here's what we know so far. Ah, the break. When we get back from the break, we're going to talk about the Trump tax proposal how it works with what Janet Yellen said yesterday and all those other things in between. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. 800-951-0592. Three lines open. Uh, don't let this one pass you by. I think this is, we're, we're real close here. I don't know how much legs this tax thing has. Uh, we'll break it down for you in a minute. But you're going to get a $10 Liberty Gold piece 10 silver dimes. Uh, the silver dimes you're buying at less than melt because melt's over $12, but let's just say it's $12 worth of melt silver. Uh, that puts the $10 Liberty at $638, uh, which would, you know, if you doubled that, that would be 1276 and right now gold's 1286 So if you bought two of these packages, you'd be buying... Uh, the, the two $10 libs, you'd be $10 under spot. So each one's 5 bucks under spot. Uh, $650, 800-951-0592. So here's what we know about the tax plan. Uh, by the way, as, as expected, and this is, I think, going to be the big problem. Democrats are already blowing this thing up. Tax proposal won't fly with the American public. Proposal will be a windfall for the wealthy. Uh, GOP tax plan breaks pledge that rich won't gain, stuff like that. So here's what, we, here's what they wanted to do. Three tax brackets, 35, 25, 12. There's seven now. The high bracket is 39.5%. So there's the there's where they're upset to start. There is a notation that they would like to carve out a super-rich tax. In other words, they don't have a dollar value. Like, hey, okay, for everyone making over a million, you know, you pay the 39.5 or whatever that number is. I think that makes sense. Right, because you know, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. You're not rich, but there was a. But again, no detail as to anything of that. They want to double the deduction from twelve thousand to twenty four thousand. Uh, there's talk of a child tax credit increase, but no dollar value. They want to eliminate your ability to deduct your uh, city and state, your local taxes. Okay, so that would be a minus. They would also like to get rid of 
all itemized deductions. Essentially, the only thing that you could write off would be your your, uh, interest on your mortgage and charitable donation. Those would be the only two write-offs allowed. Everything else uh, would be lost, which, hey, I'm all for simplification. It's gotten too complicated. Uh, the, the, the problems are, if you live in a state, <laughs> more and more people do now, right? You think about California, Illinois, Chicago, or, uh, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, where state taxes are really high. That's going to be a killer. Uh, so, again, there's going to be pushback on that. And that's really, oh, and then they want a reduction in the corporate tax, right? Right. We've talked about that. The number that Trump had been talking about, 15%, isn't there. Uh, people are saying something around 20. But, again, there's no detail. One of the things that, that I've been reading is they're, they're – they're saying maybe they'll get them to 25. Well, that really won't be much of a tax break at all because, you know, right now, corporate tax rate, I know they say 35%. They pay 27. They pay 27 after all the loopholes and the deduction. But, again, it was only nine pages, not a lot of detail. Uh, that was really all the details that I had, the three brackets, 12, 25, 35, uh, the the standard doubling of the standard deduction, twelve thousand now if you're single, twenty four thousand married filing jointly, you lose the ability uh, to deduct your state and local taxes. You lose the ability to de- de- you know itemization is now gone. So the only thing you can deduct uh, would be your mortgage interest, which stayed, and any charitable giving. Uh, but that's really all we know. And then they had the pastor, that small business tax rate for a guy like me. I would be able to pay uh, the 25% rate versus the uh, 30-some-odd percent. Like, you know, we, we paid the full boat, you know, so all small business owners. And that would be anyone with LLCs and, and things of that nature. Uh, uh, and I forget all the – I'm an LLC, so that's the why I know that part of it. But all of those other – all of those normal small business entities uh, that, oh, there you go, sole proprietors, partnerships, and uh, S corporations all would be at the 25% rate. Uh, that was all the details that we got. Again, nothing on cost. The one thing that I will tell you, and one of the things that, that, that I'm worried about, is, you know, he talks about the Ronald Reagan tax cuts, and he wants to do something, you know, very, very similar to that. One of the things that you've got to remember about when Reagan was in, you know, Reagan came in, interest rates were like 19%. By the time Reagan was done in office, they were down to 6 So how much of an effect on the economy was that in addition to, you know, the corporate tax rates. And remember, he had a couple of these. Yes, there was a huge tax cut. But there was also a huge tax increase, too, when you look at Social Security. And then, of course, they borrowed all of that money as well. So there was a lot of things different. 
right? We're not going to have the Fed funds rate go from 1% to negative, you know, what, 13% to mimic what happened with Reagan. So I don't know that the the big payback really going to be there. But nonetheless, that's what we saw today. Nine pages, not a lot of detail. We'll see how that works out. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment when we return. Final segment. Several new people. Thank you very much. If you're new, if you've never ordered before, it doesn't get any better than this. And it's so, so simple. Just call us. Call the 800 number. Arlene is a sweetheart. 800-951-0592. And you just tell Arlene, Arlene, I'd like the special. I want that 1010 special. Right, that's the $10 gold piece, the 10 silver dimes, $650. You're going to be buying both of them, both the silver and the gold, for below spot. The silver is below melt. And you just tell her, I'd like the special. She's just going to ask you one question. How many would you like? Now, we only got about 20 left, so you can't buy any more than what we have left, but whether it's one or five or ten, whatever the number is. And she's going to give you a total. We charge $35 to ship. So whatever it is, if you order, whether you order one, five, ten packages, it's 35 bucks. She's going to just simply take your name and your address. She's going to give you our mailing address, so that way if you're, you're sending a check. By the way, if you want to put it on a credit card, you absolutely can do that. We take Visa, MasterCard, Discover, uh, American Express. It's an extra $13 a package. Okay, so that 650 would be 663 right? And, and, and so if you want to do that. And once we have good fun, we ship registered insured U.S. mail. It's that simple. Are we going to call you day and night? No, it's not going to happen. We don't make outbound phone calls. The only time we call is, you know, and especially some of you that are new, hey, you, you like a heads up. Hey, give me a heads up when you ship it, so that way I know what to look for. We ship registered, insured U.S. mail. You have to sign for it. We don't ship anything that you don't have to sign for. So whether it's the postman, if you're ordering a large quantity of silver, that go heavy, you know, large quantity of silver goes ground to UPS. But whether it's the uh, the postman, UPS, they don't leave anything at your door. You must physically sign for everything. We ship everything registered and insured. If you're not home, you know, you're working. Hey, Joe, I work. Great. They'll just leave you a slip. And you take the slip into the post office, and you pick it up there. It'll be waiting for you there. And the post office, they'll wait for you. They'll give you, like, three weeks before they send it back to me. Uh, so it couldn't be easier if you're local and, and you want to come and pick it up and save the shipping charge. Great. We do everything by appointment. We're not a coin store, so we'll, we'll do everything by appointment. Uh, but it's so simple. It's so easy to do. You know, we don't bait and switch you. You don't have to take a shower when you're done talking. As a matter of fact, you're going to talk to us, and you're going to be like, and I promise you, you'll be like, I can't believe it was that easy. Right? A lot of, especially the new customers, they want it to be harder than what it is. The older customers that have been dealing with us for years, they call up, 
They tell Arlene, Arlene, hey, give me one. Or give me two. The whole conversation, they're on and off the phone in like 60 seconds. But when you're new, we'll take your time. We'll get all that information, all of those things. Uh, and, and it'll be, and I promise you this, it'll be exactly the way I said it was. A U.S. $10 gold piece, 5 bucks below spot right now, plus 10 silver dimes. Below melt, They're, you get them both for six hundred and fifty bucks at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We'll be back tomorrow. Everybody, take care.